0: Tinted podcast. It's time to take off the rose tinted spectacles and journey with the ghosts of children's media past to see if things really were better back in the day. We're your hosts, Chris. And Chaz. And we welcome you to the fifth episode that we've done.
1: Five already.
0: Yeah, and this is a uh, fifth location as well.
1: Yeah, we've recorded in like a different location each time, have we not?
0: Yeah, the uh, first one was uh, our original uh, place that we were staying in. Yeah. Uh, second one is come outside with joe and that was the second place we were living in
1: yeah
0: third one is count Duckula. that was recorded at dean's place because we were over there for wrestlemania and then fourth one is at neil's wasn't it yeah uh, so this is uh we're now in a new place uh, we just moved uh, which is why we're a bit late because everything's kind of been all up in the air
1: Boxes. Boxes everywhere.
0: So today's episode was requested by Sam McPherson on Twitter. They'd asked for us to watch The Queen's Nose, which, uh, had you seen it before you watched this?
1: Yes, I had seen it. I was a fan of back in the day.
0: I wasn't. I knew of its existence. That's about as much knowledge as I had before this.
1: Well, I, I remember really enjoying it and really loving the main character. Has that so... opinion
0: maybe changed a little bit?
1: Well, we
0: don't want to give away any spoilers. <laughs> For a little bit of background, The Queen's Nose ran from around 1995 to 1998 in its original run, and then it's around 2000 to about 2003 on the second run. Uh, the first run was on CBBC, and then there was home video releases, which is actually what we're reviewing today. Uh, we're watching what's essentially the first series compacted into an hour and a half VHS tape to be honest it's hard to legally get a hold of this we almost always try to find the most legitimate ways we can to get everything that we have but this there is no home video releases other than VHS tapes which I mean we were eventually able to get a hold of and I mean I had to digitize it which was fun because then it meant I got to digitize all other sorts of stuff. As well. Uh, So we may have a review of uh, a couple of uh, WCW Worldwides coming sometime soon. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Great!
0: (laughs) I've already told you about the disaster that that is, and I don't think you're looking forward to it.
1: Nope. Basically, it's about a young girl that happens to come across a magical coin that she can get ten wishes on.
0: From there, all sorts of hilarity begins, because as we know, with uh, all wishes related to media things never go as they're meant to
1: yeah it's always the darkest timeline as you said earlier
0: this VHS begins and initially the music for some reason even though i've never seen this just it's like there's just this small part at the back of my brain that just goes yeah you've heard this you know this but i know i've never seen it but i know that i've heard that not heard that music before
1: i felt that way about twin peaks when I heard the music, I was like, yeah, I've heard this before. I think at some point in your childhood, you must have been on the TV or something, but you weren't paying attention, so you've heard the music somewhere. And the visuals are pretty trippy. It's a kaleidoscope. Is that is that right? Yeah, it's a
0: kaleidoscope with the 50p piece and then Queen's Nose, all the titles. It weirdly, it doesn't feel 1995
1: to me. What does it feel like to you?
0: I don't know. Maybe it does feel like more of a late 70s... Feel to at least the like
1: just the intro
0: intro itself, not anything else about it. It just doesn't ring to me. Yeah, this is nineteen ninety-five, but then that is completely quelled when we get to the actual beginning of the episode, where the our main character Harmony Parker is dressed in probably the most nineties (laughs) kind of look. I mean, apart from her sister, who is even more so with her tiny silver bag bright pink clothes it's it's very super super 90s. I'm pretty sure your sibling has a very similar haircut at some point I've seen a picture.
1: Yeah I'm pretty sure they do Uh, the the two tiny little bits of hair that are at the front of the face but if I remember I remember them being almost like so thin and like stuck to the side of their face
0: The other bit of the hair though has been pulled back to the point it's like looks painful (laughs) yeah
1: well i had 90s hairdo
0: yeah so our main character is climbing up a tree and this creepy kid is just i'm (laughs) gonna marry you yeah (laughs) he's like like, pretty
1: much all i picked up from it
0: yeah he just like asks her to be careful and then she's made up this uh like flying fox kind of swing thing and then her sister uh is standing and asking what this kid's doing and then she basically swings into her sister and then knocks her into the this little pond
1: which kind of sets up the theme of sibling rivalry or well maybe cruelty it seems maybe sibling cruelty to each other they really don't like each other
0: yeah th- there's a lot of threats of violence and death and wanting to kill each other i mean I know you say I'm gonna kill a bit like I don't know what it is about the sisters' performance as such. It makes me think, it's not, oh, I'm going to kill you. It's like, no, I'm going to kill you.
1: It's slightly scarily believable.
0: Yeah, I I could believe that she would straight up murder Harmony.
1: They really don't like each other in this.
0: Yeah, like too... too Maybe too much.
1: I think they played too much on it. Yeah. I think if there was some light rivalry and a bit of, oh, my kid's sister, uh," then that would be fine. But I, I don't know, it's just something about it made me feel a bit, ooh, you know, like, are you actually going to kill each other? Like, I'm kind of wondering if you're actually going to kill each other.
0: We then lead on to the main kind of crux of the initial part of this, which is that Harmony really wants a pet, but her parents will not let her have a pet whatsoever. And she gets, a, and again, she's aggressive towards her sister at the dinner table with this whole thing. And then she lists a bunch of animals that don't have hair But then she lists an armadillo and, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they have like little wisps of hair somewhere, like around their knees and stuff.
1: Uh, Funnily enough, that's not something I know.
0: I thought you maybe knew about armadillos. I know I have a lot of
1: weird animal facts, but that is one weird animal fact I don't have.
0: She eventually storms upstairs in a rage and she's drawing a really terrible picture of her uncle, who's called Ginger. Yeah, and she like sighs about it, and she's really like she's really sad. But I... and then out of nowhere, Uncle Ginger appears at a taxi outside. Uh, he's kind of your well-travelled, cultural appropriate type.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's also an old white man. <laughs> <laughs> it's.
0: I mean, that like there, it's like oh, it's this magical, mystical thing, but it's just kind of weird when it's this skinny, it bald, white weird.
1: man. I just, the thing about the pictures though, I think, I remember as a kid thinking she was an amazing drawer and that it was like really amazing. And now looking at it as an adult, it was like, oh, that's, that's kind of rubbish and uh, it looks kind of creepy.
0: It looks like any of my attempts when I was in like first year of art because- <laughs>
1: I would like to say that mine was actually pretty damn good in my first year of art. No, it wasn't. It was terrible.
0: Yeah, because, uh, I mean, I didn't ever take it up, but you had to do it at the start of high school. Just everyone had to do art, and I sucked at it. Other than one time where I did a crushed can, where I did it in about 10 minutes before the class started. <laughs> and I actually did really well. Oh, and there was the other time where I got my cousin to uh, draw one of them for me, and I did a bit of shading.
1: Which cousin? Uh, Creed. <laughs> You sly dog.
0: She was happy. She was willing to do it, like she, (laughs) which shows enough about her and me as well.
1: Well, when I was in when I was in art, I I think I've always been too creative for what they were looking for. Like the rest of the people in my class, they would be like copying comic books and like drawing their shoes and things like that, and doing a lot of life drawing but not naked life drawing you know the normal art stuff whereas me I come swaggering in and I'm like oh hello everybody yes my my artisticness is amazing and I think I think I was just like way too big for my boots at that age Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) what I did was a conceptual piece which (laughs) which nobody got and I pretty much nearly failed my art my art exam because everyone else is drawing shoes and I drew a picture of a clock with hands, with a woman like sighing on the hands, and that a and like you know the the green line that you get when you're in hospital. Yeah. Like the what's it? What is that? Oh, like the heart monitor. Yeah, the heart monitor right, with that going through it, and it was like her pondering life and pondering her her destiny and when she's gonna die, and she's like, oh, posing on the. Yeah. I didn't do so great in my final exam. <laughs>
0: um, can I quickly ask what age were you when you did this?
1: Uh, well, I would have been probably about 15.
0: Oh, that makes perfect sense.
1: Why does that make perfect sense? <laughs>
0: You're a 15-year-old doing conceptual dark art pieces. <laughs>
1: when everyone else in my class is just as like, why don't you just draw your trainers like everyone else? And I'm like, because, darling, I am so deep. I'm so deep and my heart is black like coal. I, I think I just ha- I had a bit of a touch of wanting to be way more dramatic than... I, I was in the drama group Can could you, could you guess? I was like in the drama group Ah oh, the embarrassment I was such a lovey
0: <laughs> Ginger speaking of loveys Is hamming it up
1: Hammy ham ham ham
0: So much Like he's just
1: Honey
0: super. roast ham Yes honey roast ham <laughs> he's, he's Did you just a- say yeast? Nope
1: oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I don't want any of that yeast ham
0: uh, well I don't wear ham
1: anyway I'm vegan oh the cat's out of the bag oh the internet's gonna hate me
0: <laughs> her and Jindra have this montage of like having fun and then uh, she's trying to blow a didgeridoo hmm. and you're the only person I've ever seen successfully somewhat blow one
1: I can bloody do it I can I don't know how or when I learnt but I managed it oh uh, <laughs> yeah we were we are at a family party and there happened to be a didgeridoo. I really don't know why. And I swear I can do this. But whenever anyone filmed me, I just went <laughs> down the fucking thing. And I swear I can actually do it. And then as soon as the camera was off me, I'd do it perfectly again. And oh, it's, it really irritated me. But back to Uncle Ginger. Uh, did you notice that he skipped out on his taxi fare? What a dick.
0: Yeah, complete dick. He, he hands like the guy like a necklace or something. And then says, like, oh bunch of made up mystical stuff about it. I don't know. You can I, I can't remember because I was just too busy looking at his long flowing poncho. <laughs> Good old ponchos. And then Ginger slowly begins to certain things begin to creep in. I mean he does like your typical uncle magic tricks but then he starts seems to be starting to do legit magic.
1: Yeah I've got down legit magic.
0: Yeah, like, I actually, I think I openly just turned to you at is it your legit magic?
1: Yeah, I think he's legit magic.
0: He's super legit magic.
1: We've said legit way too many times now, this is sounding <laughs> weird. Okay, um, we're gonna have to go with your notes, because the next thing I have is just caterpillars with herpes.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, the Uncle Ginger makes a nettle soup from uh, the garden and Melody, before she finds out what it is, thinks that it's this beautiful exotic soup and then Harmony breaks the illusion by going oh no, it's uh, it's Nettles and with caterpillars from the garden. Oh yeah,
1: big, fat, juicy ones for (laughs) herpes. Oh! I was like, wait a minute, this is a kids' show. Kids don't know about herpes. I didn't know about herpes until I was like 20. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just very innocent.
0: And I think really Harmony here becomes antagonistic to a fault of the character. Like, she's meant to be our main protagonist. The person that the audience are meant to relate to and I just it felt less like it was the actor's fault it was more just that this is the way it was written this is the way the writing has come across I don't know how much is adapted from the original book that this is from because it was adapted from a book series by a guy called Dick Kingsmith <laughs> don't, laugh at, don't laugh at Dick Smith. <laughs> although this is the same person that laughed at Willie Coffey here <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Willy Coffee. Ah, ah. I should I just have this image of someone like here I, this is Willy Coffee. Welcome to my coffee house. And like every single cup that he gives someone he's just like gently dipped the head of his penis into it. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, here Willy coffee speciality, and he's just like there's just a queue of people, and he's just like gently dipping his penis into each cup. <laughs> You'd have a hardened penis by the end of that. You'd have a s- asbestos penis. Oh no! Are you okay? I'm okay. Is asbestos penis too much? <laughs> Moving on. Right, that went totally off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Coffee.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Right,
1: okay. Where the <laughs> fuck were we? Ginger wants to find the Yeti.
0: Oh, yes, he wants go to find on, the Yeti. I you want to do it. Yeti! There we go. So after he describes the Yeti, he... Then they move to a park. And this is where, again, yes, we 100% confirm, Ginger is legit magic. He's walking on water.
1: Yeah, like... Like proper Jesus style.
0: Like, full-on Jesus. But also, I don't know because of the VHS how much is edited, but as soon as this little bit goes, he suddenly just out of nowhere is like, oh, I have to go. Like, it doesn't seem like it's even been a day. So I feel like maybe the full episode has like at least another five minutes where a lot more stuff happens. Because it just cuts like that, just super quick. So then Ginger gives harmony and melody gifts and melody gets this beautiful like some sort of jumper yeah some sort of jumper it's really expensive looking she really gloats to harmony about how much it must have cost and then she wants to see what the little packages that ginger left her she looks inside and harmony's being given a 50 pence piece
1: which melody loves to gloat about how much how like rubbish her present is compared to hers
0: Harmony and her creepy pal, who, I don't remember his name, I just think of him as creepy pal. Yeah, he
1: keeps going on about marriage
0: again, being like, I'm gonna marry you! I'm gonna marry you! So, I don't So remember much else other than that and, and some stuff later on involving some football that will once again make no sense because this kid seems to have no real purpose other than so that Harmony doesn't just sit there talking to herself when exposition happens.
1: Yeah, we can just call him Exposition Kid.
0: Yeah, Exposition Kid. He really is. So, Exposition Kid and her and Harmony are looking at uh, the paper that the 50 pence piece came in. And it's got a bunch of riddles on it. And I've only got the first riddle down because I could not be bothered to get the rest of the riddles down. You and I share a year. You will want to keep me near. Bark with the birds and I am I'm to be found in my hiding place. High above ground. So Harmony then thinks, oh, that must be the, like, window flower boxes that are up and around the, uh, by where the bathroom is upstairs. So she takes this ladder, goes all the way up, and once again, exposition kid talks about marriage. Uh, no idea. He really
1: wants to marry her, like, it's, it's a little... but I, I don't think that little kids were like that. No. Like... No. It's pretty weird. I don't remember as a kid that anyone talked about marriage.
0: That much. He seems like he's younger. I'm young... gonna
1: marry you. But he also sound, sounds like he's apparently got a cold. He's like, <laughs> I'm gonna marry you. <laughs>
0: he's, he seems younger than Harmony. Like, weirdly. I don't know if that's it's just a maturity thing, or if he genuinely like, to me Harmony seems like maybe 11, 12, but he seems like 8.
1: He's, like he done, but then again, boys mature at a different rate than girls, so they could have been the same age. They
0: could have been the same age, but just, in general, he was weird and horrible. But he's then, not
1: weird and horrible, he's just really, really in love.
0: And really badly written.
1: Mainly really badly written. I'm, try, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to find any positive here. The kid actor didn't have, like, much to go with, to be fair. Yeah. Like, the... The kid actor is just given a really badly written role and told to read the lines. So, you know, props to the kid actor for working with a piece of shit.
0: So then Harmony goes up and she goes to find this um, 50 pence piece, but also her mum's in the uh, bath at this time.
1: Yeah, the mum always seems to be sleeping with a migraine or in the bath.
0: Would you say that you relate a lot to this mum in the case of having migraines just come on out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, migraines are shit. Yeah. If you don't have them, you don't get them. I remember people thinking, like, in school I was just really lazy because I'd be, like, sleeping a lot. and be like, oh, I've got a migraine. And then it's like, oh, you just can't be bothered to come out and play or you just can't be bothered to go into school. But, like, legit, migraines suck so bad
0: really must suck. I've never really had much of a migraine, so I don't know how much Rubbing of suffering is. Why don't you rub Although, it her in. migraine seems oh, I touched the head. And migraine!
1: Did she actually have a migraine or was it a headache? Because we've gone on a long spiel Oh about no, she migraines. says migraine
0: because she says migraine, and that oh, yeah, really that annoys really me. Yeah. That really annoys me.
1: Migraine! Really? It's like people to say primark instead of primark.
0: Or vegan.
1: Or vegan. Or <laughs> if they pronounce many most Mexican food pronounced wrong stresses me out. Like Tortilla or Sam. Quesadillas, Sam. Anyway, moving on.
0: <laughs> in Chidillas.
1: In, in chittilis. Oh, Or even when I was working someone pronounced Focaccia, Focaccia. Uh. I actually kind of prefer that one. So everyone out there, Focaccia is now Focaccia. Gonna Focaccia.
0: So they eventually solve more and more riddles, and then they work out that they have to rub the queen's nose on the 50 pence piece in order to make a wish, because this is a magic ass coin.
1: Magic ass coin? Ew.
0: It's, a... <laughs>
1: it's been in someone's ass! <laughs> How it's an he... ass coin!
0: How else did he get it through he customs?
1: Smuggled it. <laughs> he smuggled it. He it through customs in his ass.
0: <laughs> He's the customer walking of this piece. <laughs>
1: It's 50 pence piece. Oh, ho, ho. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> I'm
1: apologising for that
0: one. <laughs> so.
1: Oh, he was in the mirror. The creepy mirror times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like, uh, Uncle Ginger, for some reason, is in the mirror when she works but this out. But he's all, out.
1: like, ghosty mirror.
0: Yeah. He's ghosty kind of just, mirror. He's just his head.
1: It's. And he's, like, all transparent and he just sort of Appears and and he's like he speaks in a voice like this. I'm in your mirror.
0: Even though he never spoke like this before, he's just he way more somber suddenly.
1: Yeah. Be careful about the fifty pence piece I gave you because it might make shit happen. But like, not in those words.
0: Yeah, he says that be careful and think clearly about what you want. So what does Harmony do? She wants a pet of her very own. Which, because she said of her very own, means that it's invisible to everyone apart from her.
1: So Harley just looks like a really strange person, like, walking around, talking to an invisible rabbit, fussing this invisible rabbit, and, like, holding it up. And everybody stares at her and thinks that she's really weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially when her mum asks her to go to the market. And she's yeah, in public, just, just walking, just walking around, around. While some 90s-ass teenagers walk past with some tracky bottoms and their terrible, terrible hair. I'm very glad that I wasn't a teenager at that point.
1: Well, I wasn't a teenager at that point, but I still wore terrible clothing at that point. Thanks to my family for not helping me out and telling me I look like an absolute idiot.
0: I mean, my cousin, she's got some pretty amazing shell suit uh, outfits. No way! I need to
1: see that! need to see it.
0: Oh, they are glorious. She looks like she just got off a ski resort. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> yes, I need to see that. Well, I mainly wore jogger bottoms that were far too short for me. What was it? They called them ankle swingers or what was the phrase they used to say? Has your budgie died?
0: Um, budgie died, I'm not sure.
1: Have you never heard that before? No? Has your budgie died because you're wearing your trousers at half mast?
0: I've never. Heard this. No, well,
1: anyway, that's what that's the joke that I got all the time, and I wore oversized Gap hoodies that hid any hint of non-figure that I had, and my hair was really short, but I didn't style it or anything. It was just kind of awkward and sticking up, and I hadn't discovered makeup yet. So and I was so basically, I I looked kind of, I was also obviously chubby, so I didn't do well in primary school.
0: <laughs> I didn't have that bad clothes-wise, it was just jogging bottoms like a polo shirt, but the only thing I really had is, because of the way that the crown of my head is, I get like a weird kind of like, the back of my hair sticks up quite a bit, but at that time... Like a little tufty bit. Yeah, it was like a weird,
1: it became... I think it's cute, I, I love your tufty bit. Yeah, but... It's endearing now, maybe not so much at the time.
0: Yeah, but at that time, for some reason, even though now actually it's grown out to a decent size, but... At that time, for some reason, it would just stick out like I'd stuck like a piece of brown cotton wool to the back of my head.
1: <laughs> oh, darling. It
0: was awful.
1: Anyway, back to the story.
0: So after this happens, and she works out, oh, I've got this amazing invisible rabbit. Uh, she eventually talks to Ginger again, but through the creepy drawing again this time. Like, it just winks. Like, Ginger's creepy drawing winks at her.
1: Yeah. And then. It's really creepy.
0: And then. If it wasn't
1: creepy enough before, then it starts to wink. Winking is a creepy thing anyway. There is nobody that looks sexy or cool when they wink in real life. Everyone just looks like an absolute creeper if you wink at somebody.
0: She's. uh, Suddenly has a talent for playing guitar, which is cleverly edited around so that you just (laughs) see the top half of her, never the guitar itself. Actually being played the <laughs> entire time. The rabbit decides to run around and then she's trying to chase it. And then eventually she knocks into her dad while he's shaving and he cuts himself while shaving.
1: Again, you just say, what an ass, what an ass she is. Yeah,
0: and now for some reason the rabbit can be seen by everyone.
1: Which brings us on to our next
0: wish. Yeah, her next wish uh, because the pet has been found. And they are refusing for her to still have it. And she, and they are being very mean. So she runs upstairs in a huff and wishes for her family to be completely different.
1: And, well, let's just say this went to the Darkest Timeline.
0: Yep. Um, if the Darkest Timeline was a really stereotyped version of EastEnders... It was. I
1: wouldn't say that. Well, it was big East End fair to like, be to be fair to his standards.
0: Yeah, but as an Eastenders, as in the actual people, not the show. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> well, either way, it's kind of offensive.
0: Yeah, well, the so was the portrayal of her mum, especially like going around, like eating like stuff in the supermarket, wearing like a full like leopard print like jacket. And it was
1: kind of classist.
0: Yeah, it was very classist. There was a whole thing before this where she's, where it's, oh no, you, mum, you don't like fry ups, and she's making this really gross looking, like, beans and sauce. To be honest, as the people that don't really eat meat much.
1: <laughs> it would have grossed us out anyway, but I, I don't know. I think to the regular, person that, well, not regular, to, to your average person that eats meat, I don't think it looked that gross.
0: Mm-hmm. And then uh, her dad uh, We find out it's been... kind a, of
1: classist.
0: Yeah, it was kind of classist. All that of it. Her dad hadn't, uh, hadn't had a job in a long time. He was sitting down and he found a new technique washing the dishes, which is he just kicked them over.
1: <laughs> which does look like a good idea.
0: Yeah. And no, it, I'm just kidding. We
1: just got nice dishes as a present, and <laughs> I would never smash them.
0: So the East End stereotype continues with um, her mum, like we said, stealing stuff from the supermarket and running over the manager of said supermarket. She then goes with her sister to like a little, like greasy spoon kind of cafe, and her sister. Her sister's
1: head was shaved.
0: Yeah, her sister's head was shaved in the middle. Like there was a top bit, and there was the bottom quite long. But the middle section was shaved. Do you think they did that in real life? I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen that haircut, like, ever, ever in real life. But also, I couldn't tell. There was no way that that was was a wig. So that it wasn't
1: even her. It looked so different. It didn't even yeah, look like, like she
0: hard. had like the piercings. It she like had a like different a different person. Weird, like just a bit of, like she'd put makeup, or there was some sort of line just like at the bottom of her nose. There well. was lots
1: of like strange markings and makeup all over her face.
0: So then her sister gets made fun of by uh, a blonde boy with curtains, most glorious curtains, curtains, yes, glorious hair curtains, and then she squeezes, I think, both ketchup and daddy's brown sauce.
1: Daddy's yeah, brown sauce.
0: And we're not just making note, is the brand on the sauce called Daddy's Brown Sauce, which has always sounded really gross to me.
1: For, yeah, I never really thought about it like that. For me, it was like, you can't have this unless you're a dad. If you have this and you're not a dad, you're a fucking traitor.
0: <laughs> You've got to have HP like the rest of them.
1: Yeah, if you're not a dad, have HP. <laughs> only da- Daddy's Brown Sauce is only for daddies.
0: Oh <laughs> that came out so creepy. <laughs> Speaking of dads, her dad then takes her on a bike uh, trip around. and I mean, at least, even though he's driving recklessly, she does have a helmet on.
1: At least she has a helmet.
0: Safety first, except from everywhere else, because both of them, if they did fall off there, their brains would be intact. But their skin would probably be completely torn off their body if they were at high speed. Yeah. Harmony runs back, and she's freaked out, and she talks about painting now. Every single time she speaks to Ginger, it's through some other different painting or a mirror. It's never the same thing, really.
1: The mirror she talked to him through more than once.
0: I think so, yeah. You might be right. So then, he's camping out in, like, the bush somewhere. Oh,
1: is this the bit where he's friends with the talking bear? Yes, it is. Oh, this is, like, one of my... Like, there's not... There wasn't many bits I found entertaining, but as soon as he started talking to a bear, I was like, now I'm paying attention. And now I'm writing notes again, apparently, because I wasn't writing notes for a while.
0: So we find out that uh, Harmony has ten wishes, which, I mean, she's already used two by this point. And then Harmony leaves, and then, like we said, Ginger is just hanging out with a bear, just saying, what's up?
1: One really important thing that I was I wanted to bring up, which is a bit of a plot fall, uh, is that how come the little exposition boy How come he remembers, but nobody else does? Because when the family got changed, he saw them. And then when they changed back, he remembered it all happening.
0: I think it's it's because he's out with... Everyone else experiences those things as if they happened. So, I mean, anyone else that knew her parents who happened to see this East End version of her, Probably at some point, they asked her, like, What was that about when you were at the supermarket?
1: I don't know because the wish made it seem like everybody forgot what happened, so their mum and dad and sister weren't in trouble anymore and it was like it never happened. Yeah, I think Apart it... from the boy remembered.
0: I think... And I thought it was something
1: to do with the magic of childhood.
0: I think it's more with maybe the. Uh, I think it's that it, the people involved don't remember that were changed. But I think everyone else would remember. Like she's gonna go to that supermarket, and she's gonna have the most awkward meet, like awkward like encounter with that um, shop manager at some point. Before everything goes better, uh, we forgot to mention that her dad's been chucked through a window.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that happened. You know, yeah. as as, as you do as the East Enders do, like chucking people through windows.
0: Because he was being lazy, like even though they've been happy with him being lazy up to this point, but just now we're just going to chuck him through a window. And also, um, Harmony's mum threatens uh, the little boy with getting chucked through a window, or is it her sister? No, it's Melody. Melody threatens the little boy.
1: The dad's called Arthur.
0: You have this down?
1: Yeah.
0: I did not know any of the names of the parents. Thing. I
1: just wanted to make sure you knew that I wrote down a note. <laughs> I did a note. You might have your four pages of extensive notes of what actually happened in the plot, but I at least wrote down his name and I feel like I've, I've, I've put something to the table. I've, I've I've contributed. I just wanted you and the listeners to know that I, I contributed.
0: So at this point, uh, I've got a note that, uh, it just says another hour, which I think was your <laughs> exclamation because we maybe felt like we'd been watching this for a long time and you asked me how much longer we got of this tape? And uh, I said...
1: Another hour. It's
0: about another hour. I
1: was like, another hour! Sad.
0: So we then cut to the next scene where Harmony's mum is uh, looking around her purse for something. We're not quite sure what it is. And then she starts to walk down the stairs and she meets up with Harmony. And she goes, oh, I was actually looking for a 50 pence piece to go to the post office. And there you are with one right now. And it's the magic one. So obviously Harmony's very reluctant to give it away. So she then proceeds to have an argument and then starts doing weird animal noises towards her mum. Yeah,
1: I didn't get that bit.
0: Yeah, and she uh, then wishes that she can get the coin back. Even though she hands the coin to her mum, her mum eventually gets so frustrated. She's like, okay, take the stupid coin. And she throws it out of an open door and then at this point we also see someone that because of the way this vhs has been edited uh we don't see anything else off it's just some random woman with red hair in the corner for no real reason and no explanation because we don't see anything of her other than this point and then maybe another point after is that, that the,
1: the cleaner? i think
0: it's a cleaner i think she's a housekeeper of some kind yeah because i mean this is quite a big posh house that they're living in uh, so her mum throws out, and also at the front there is a gentleman caller for Melody. He's got a big bunch of chocolates. The coin then falls into a drain, and Harmony then proceeds to have a weird conversation that had really rubbish uh, ADR.
1: Yeah, well, you might have been focusing on that, but I was too busy focusing on the fact that she takes the belt from this poor guy's waist. Yeah. She just like takes it from him, and I was like, that makes me feel really weird and uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then she uses that to fish out the fifty pence, and she's like, "Yes, I've got it." So then her an exposition boy uh, go and uh, have a little talk, and they uh, have a point where they're like, "Oh, you've used up another wish already." Blah blah blah, and then they go to uh, look at some bikes, and uh, the bike salesman that's there, he um, she wants she, uh, her, he's trying to push like a girl's bike on him on her. She's like, no, I want something with like big tires, big wheels. I want like everything just massive and big and in a bike. And he eventually shows her this one. And she then uses another wish to get this. And the way that it's worked is that, oh, this is the, I think it's like thousands or 10,000th of this made. So the manager is coming in uh, because they only have like 50 pence and this bike costs 109.99.
1: How do you remember that?
0: Because I've got it written down. Oh, okay, fair enough. Because I was like, that's a pretty decent amount for what looks like quite a good bike.
1: Right, okay, fair I mean, enough.
0: we are talking nineteen ninety five money, so I don't know. Although the um, this employee is very reluctant to give it to her, and the manager then is like, no, don't be silly, this is $10,001 made. She gets it for free, and it mm, as long as she does this publicity thing with the local news. And
1: they have the what turns out to be the most awkward, horrendous TV interview
0: ever. And then we cut away before the interview is actually seen, and we get to her house, where her mum is so excited about the fact that she's going to be on TV that she's brought around all of her friends and family.
1: Yep, they're all gathered there, waiting eagerly to see their little girl on. The TV,
0: and then they regret that very much. I can't remember the specific details, but everything slowly begins to sound worse and worse and worse. She makes out her dad's to be someone that can't relate to the family. Um,
1: that the mother is, has some terrible illness,
0: and she's invalid, and that her sister has problems. Yeah, and the interview is is trying to get more out of her like clearly it's like oh i want this like great depressing sad story about this little girl who's trying so hard and she got this free thing so now harmony is five wishes down she's used up her wishes in the worst possible way and now that we're at this halfway point it'd be an interesting time to ask what would you do with 10 wishes especially given the rule that You're going to have to be very specific or things are going to go terribly wrong.
1: I'd wish for really selfish shit, but I'd also wish for really cool shit too. Like, Scotland would become an independent country.
0: Oh.
1: Oh, topical. And stay part of the EU.
0: Oh, we're getting bellicula here. I don't know. I'd kind of want to just wish for... I'd eventually just start wishing for different food items. Like I'd just I'd spend at least I'd spend at least part of this asking for at least uh ten two liter bottles of Diet Mountain Dew from the US. Really?
1: You'd waste a wish on that.
0: Yes. I'd it. You wouldn't
1: wish for fortune, you wouldn't wish for fame, you wouldn't wish for success.
0: I wish for Diet Mountain Dew. A world peace. I'd wish for Diet Mountain Dew. Not even
1: World Peace. (laughs)
0: Because there is no
1: and food for everybody in the world, just Mountain Dew for yourself.
0: Because there's no possible way I could fuck up wishing for ten two-liter bottles of Mountain Dew. I
1: suppose, yeah, it's very specific.
0: It is very specific, and if I if I'm that specific, there is no way that it's not going to come to me in the best possible way.
1: It'll come to you, and it'll be like out of date or some shit.
0: I don't care. It'll Still be flat. It. Even if it's flat, I will drink it. Because I need those sweet, sweet chemicals that are speaking to the EU completely illegal. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I want things that ha- I want something that has more nutritional value with a gym mat than it does an actual drink. <laughs> Harmony then takes her bike on the most extreme ride possible. Extreme... Extreme BMX. Extreme BMX. It's not really all that great. There's a bunch of random uh, hills made out of concrete that she's running over.
1: I bet she does her own stunts. She's badass.
0: <laughs> and then Harmony is um discussing with Exposition Boy about the wishes and then realizes her 50pence piece is gone. It's missing. <gasps> this is the like literally within a day she lost this thing twice.
1: Kind of makes you think she doesn't appreciate it.
0: And then this is, this is the second and only other appearance of this random housekeeper, who gets yeah. exasperated at Harmony. And this is the point where you noticed her.
1: I was like, who? Who's that exactly?
0: And I was like, oh, that's like the housekeeper that was in the earlier scene.
1: I don't pay enough attention to to pick up on this shit.
0: I I wasn't paying enough attention to the main plot that I was just looking at stuff in the background. (laughs) In his mission to be the Ted Mosby of this piece, um, the exposition boy has gathered all of the kids that we've never seen (laughs) from the area to go and search.
1: Within like the space of two seconds, managed to get all the kids... Just ready to go on a search party for this fifty pence piece,
0: and also with no question.
1: Yeah, they're not—they're not gonna like ask why we're all here. Why? How did we all appear here at the same time? Why are we here? And uh, how come we're wasting our time looking for a fifty pence piece? No, they're just like, hey, we're all here. We're all your friend, and we're gonna help you.
0: So then, eventually, after they search uh, Melody's room, and uh, one of the kids starts wearing a bra on his head fucking perverse, And everyone's been really pervy with all her clothes and their possessions. Uh, Melody then tells Harmony that she spent the 50 pence piece. Oh, drama. I don't know why it's in the post office, but she'd spent the 50 pence on a lipstick that was at this like, what was like quite a small family run post office.
1: Also, who can get a lipstick for 50p? Because let me know, because my lipsticks cost way more than that.
0: Harmony then rushes off to find this fifty pence piece. Harmony then asks the confused old woman, uh, if she can look through her fifty pences to find the one that she <laughs> that's hers. Because for some reason, I mean it's we forgot to mention before. Uh this fifty pence piece on the nose, it kinda twinkles. Apparently, <laughs> according to Harmony. Twinkles is like my favourite word. It
1: kinda twinkles. Aww.
0: And it twinkles so she knows that that's the one. She runs off, elated that she's found it. And then the old woman's like, I'm still down 50 pence. And she just says, Oh, he'll take care of it.
1: I know, what a bitch.
0: Like, the kid, I mean, he's gonna. He's gonna, because, like, he's super committed. At such a young age as well.
1: He's a, he's a romantic at heart. (laughs) A creepy, creepy romantic. I still don't like how she kind of took advantage of him there, though. She really doesn't come across as a nice person, but I think that's kind of what the writers were trying to do, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, right up until like this point, I've just not liked her mm. at all. It's it's been difficult for me to relate to her, and not even just because I'm a older male. It's just that as a character, she does she doesn't really have any redeeming qualities to her. Yeah. Like She seems to be taking advantage of everyone and their kindness and even taking advantage of Ginger's like kindness as well, of giving her this big responsibility.
1: An amazing gift that she doesn't really take the responsibility for.
0: But she still talks about the point of honour of the Queen's nose. She, yeah. has, she has no honour. From here, she's so annoyed at her sister, she wants to get her own back at her. And she decides that she wishes something horrible would happen to her sister.
1: But this is the 90s, they actually could get her own back. Yeah. Get her slimed. Is that the right one?
0: Yeah. It is. Slum? Slimed? Slimed, yeah. yeah. Did you see the thing where they were, um, where it's actually with the original guy, they were doing Get Your Own Back at, like, university unions?
1: <laughs> I know, I really, really wanted to go and see that. I was so, it would have been amazing.
0: I don't know, like, for me, it's what. Like I imagine that it would just be like low rent levels of the ch- games and challenges. Like it would be some random mop bucket.
1: <laughs> Who would you get your own back on?
0: Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, if we're talking way back then, probably some teacher at school. I can't think of any specifics because primary when it was on. School in primary
1: bullies, sh- definitely.
0: Yeah, I don't think get your own back ever deal with like school bullies and stuff. No. No, I always thought it was like teachers Mainly
1: teachers, teachers, yeah Teachers
0: or parents, yeah uh, We find out then the horrible thing that's happened to her sister She's super hairy I thought that she was going to start slowly turning into like a ape or a monkey of some kind a la like It was that. like
1: that kind of hair, yeah
0: Yeah, it was like that kid, Jumanji, who slowly turns into a monkey Jumanji!
1: Ah, oh, I that, love Jumanji That is on the list That is definitely on the list But that's not what happens, she just grew body hair on her arms, chest, uh, face, she had a beard. It was quite long and thin and wispy hair.
0: Mm -hmm. And at this point, I really, I was thinking, if Harmony doesn't learn a lesson by the end of this, I'm going to scream.
1: Yeah, it was getting to that point.
0: And even though the creepy exposition kid has been super creepy, once again, he's the voice of reason in this and says, you, you've gone too far. This is this is really mean. Yeah. This isn't nice at all. Timmy Turner was a better person at wishes than this. <laughs> and he was terrible at wishes. Yeah. He was a terrible person with wishes and still is, even though he's got his pal with him who he co-owns the fairies with now. Wait what? Yeah, um, the new series of Fairy Parents, uh, He kind of share co shares the Fairy god parents with some other kid. Weird. Yeah.
1: Not sure I like that.
0: And uh, Col- change. Ah. <laughs> you know the Cosmo and Wanda have a baby, right? Whoa!
1: Shut the front door. Get out of town. What?
0: Yeah, they have a baby. It's called Poof.
1: Per- it's called what? <laughs>
0: It's called Poof, and it just says Poof all the time. And it's like a round... So they
1: have a homophobic baby (laughs) that's just going around just slurring it up. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and it's it's kind of a round ball with a purple kind of like suit thing on.
1: I have missed a lot.
0: Yeah, this is stuff that happens when you're just flicking through TV and you're like, wait a minute.
1: Anyway... Back to the Queen's nose, unfortunately.
0: So Harmony then sees reason and she's like, okay, I'll turn my sister back to normal. Um, And then her next wish is that she asks, because she's so annoyed with everything that's gone on. Harmony then uses a wish that she wants the whole school term off because she's just had enough of this.
1: That's the most believable wish I think so far.
0: Yeah. It's as the, a kid. As a kid. It's the most believable one. But this is where things take a bit of a turn. A dark, dark turn. Harmony is uh, then...
1: Looking for her rabbit.
0: Yeah, she's looking for it's her rabbit. It's gone missing. It's gone missing. Harmony is then desperately cycling around trying to find the rabbit. And she gets hit by a truck. Yeah. And suddenly this becomes My Name is Earl.
1: It got really dark. Really quickly.
0: I mean, that's how you get a term off.
1: I mean, you, you do technically get a term off, but I'd probably rather go to school than get hit by a truck. Yeah.
0: So she's recovering in the hospital, and she's kind of learning a lesson. She's still being a real dick, and the doctors really are finding her very frustrating.
1: She is still an asshole at heart. Yeah. But she's changing some things. Like, she, her relationship with her sister is much better. Her sister brings her rabbit in to see her in hospital bed. And it, they have a nice little endearing moment together.
0: And her and Harmony asks uh, Melody what the one thing she will want is. Like, if she could wish for anything. And she wants to go to America. So Harmony wishes... That her sister could go to America. We then have like a bunch of different scenes in the hospital. Uh, one where she's playing cricket with a prosthetic leg with a bunch of the other kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she's racing a wheelchair for a blur shirt.
1: Because everybody wants a blur shirt. This <laughs> is
0: 1995, after all. It's weird, they never elaborate on this, but it seems like the kid that's in the other wheelchair that she's uh, racing. May be a long term patient of this. No, this, this place. is just
1: entirely what you read into it. You read you read into something that wasn't there and created a whole other dialogue and a whole other storyline that doesn't exist. That this kid in a wheelchair was like a long term patient, he was terminally ill, was gonna like wish, use her last wish to like save his life, uh, but. That didn't happen. It would have been a better ending, to
0: be honest. Yeah, that's why I, that was. It would have been
1: a much redeeming. It would have been the desperately needed redeeming factor. Yeah,
0: I I created my own ending, and I much preferred my ending.
1: I think I might have preferred yours too.
0: Yeah.
1: But instead, the real ending is:
0: the doctor gets so pissed off with her that they decide to discharge her early.
1: <laughs> yeah. And she gets on better with her family and has a nicer time and then it comes to the final wish
0: The final wish, and she has a final wish to use, but just before that final wish, she's looking into a snow globe, and in that snow globe she sees Ginger climbing up a mountain and Ginger slips and falls. <laughs> And then we cut to. Uh, oh my goodness! I have his name in this. It's Tom. Exposition kid is Tom.
1: Ah, oh, well, there we go. Tom. Tom. Tom, my man. Exposition kid,
0: I prefer. <laughs> I prefer exposition kid as well. So exposition kid, he's uh, wants Harmony to use this final wish on uh, meeting Gary Mabbitt. That his name i think that was his name he's some footballer i looked up the uh Tottenham hotspur and bristol rovers and a bunch of england caps and uh, he also was uh, an advocate for type 1 diabetes right uh, for kids like he was like that was kind of his thing for a while harmony promises yeah yeah i'll use it on this but then her mum comes to say that ginger has been found by the british embassy in India, and uh, that he might not make it. And Harmony then has a decision to make about whether she uses her last wish to help out Ginger.
1: Which should really be a question.
0: That shouldn't be a question. It shouldn't be a conflict. Use the last wish on Ginger. She doesn't at this point, which is weird. Like She waits till the next day. Exposition Kid comes around the next day and asks about the wish, and she says no. And he really gets annoyed at her and says, no, i Really trusted that you were going to do this, and you can't do anything for me or anyone else. You're just selfish and no one cares. Yeah, he feels. Then he feels really guilty. But then her mum asks her to go to the market, sending her injured door In crutches. To the market. But it's through this that she sees a, um. sees a flyer for a, uh.
1: Charity football match. Yeah, for
0: a charity football match. So she's like, okay. I can't get Gary Mabbitt, but I've got the next best thing. So she then comes back, and her mum says, oh, we've got a surprise for you. And Harmony thinks, oh, it's Ginger. Ginger's fine. Ginger's here and safe, but it's not. It's her sister, back from America.
1: But she's still much nicer to her sister than she was before.
0: Yeah. So then, um, Harmony comes to Exposition Boy and says, I haven't got Gary Mabbitt, but I've booked you into this training, into this, uh, charity football match. Q montage. So they have a, mon- they have a montage. And then we cut to the charity football match, which is clearly being played by adults and older teens. And these two kids, one of them with a crutch. <laughs> So the captain of the team that they're meant to be on is visibly annoyed and upset and said, Oh, you'd have that we thought you'd have three players, but you've only got two. You told me you'd have three players, but you only have two.
1: Why did she say three in the first place? Clearly
0: is just quite a convincing person on the phone that she was able to convince him that yeah, three people are gonna be here. And she then proclaims that the third man was Gary Abbott And the <laughs> the captain is clearly like you're full of shit. So the captain, clearly annoyed, uh, still goes ahead with the game. Uh, Harmony's wearing one of my favorite outfits, which is the nineties goalkeeper.
1: It's fabulous. I, it
0: it's one of my favorite. It's just a bunch of triangles on a shirt, and it's. One it's of glorious. I want one I so want one, bad. Too. I've always wanted a, like a goal, like a kind of. I can't even remember the name of the goalkeeper from England, but he had a long ponytail. You know the one I'm talking about. He had a moustache and a long ponytail.
1: It's football. Do you really think I know what you're talking about? Oh, I- it's the one thing I know literally nothing about. Other <laughs> than they kick a ball and it goes in the goals. That's literally all
0: I know. So all the older teens kick a ball and it goes in the goals several <laughs> times. And Harmony is in goal for some, even though she's on crutches and they get decimated. Absolutely decimated. Up until the point when Gary Mabbit suddenly appears out of freaking nowhere. ta It's Gary! It's Gary! We're meant to know who it is but we don't other than his exclamation of just being really excited about Gary Mabbit. So then they proceed to win because they've got a professional football player in there, which that's kind of unfair.
1: bit unfair for a charity football match.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit unfair. So then we have the question of how did she get him? The only explanation that we're given for Gary Mabber's sudden appearance is that nobody can say no to Harmony.
1: But it's kind of, it. I thought it was kind of implied that she learnt to do magic all on her own.
0: I thought it was more and that... through
1: the Queen's nose she learnt to do magic by herself.
0: Oh, I thought it was more that she just was really convincing on the phone and she somehow blagged her way into getting this guy to come to a charity football match.
1: Well, we both took very different endings then.
0: So after her wondrous victory, uh, she goes back to the house and and there's a knock on the door and it's the taxi driver from earlier. He says a bunch of stuff. Uh, I think the necklace did some magic and it was really, he did something successfully. And Uncle Ginger is alive and well. Yay! Yay! So they have their whole hug, reconnection, and then they go for a... And Ginger has also brought her a dog.
1: Yes. And the dog was adorable.
0: The dog was very, very adorable. And then they go for a walk with the dog and talk about all the mistakes she made with the coin, etc. And then Ginger says that Asks her, and Ginger asks her if she knows what she needs to do next, and she says yes, and she throws the coin away across a pond with considerable strength for a small child. Yeah, because it gets to the other end of of this rather wide river.
1: I thought at first it was going to go into like the pond, but then it goes to the side, so I assume it's meant to be picked up by someone else who, and someone else will get ten wishes.
0: You'd think that, but uh, apparently the next series is, again, following Melody. Oh. Yeah, this is where our VHS ends, and this is the whole first series, but I looked into it and there's at least two other series with her, and then there's a reboot without Melody.
1: That's really weird.
0: So what did you think overall?
1: Eh, it Eh, it, it didn't quite live up to what I thought it was going to be. I think it wasn't bad but it wasn't like amazing like i thought it was
0: mm. so it doesn't hold up
1: well i don't know i don't think so i think i just found harmony too annoying i think maybe if you were younger then maybe you'd be able to relate to her more but i just found her really really irritating
0: do you think that there's any way you could readapt this kind of thing
1: maybe with better slightly better writing I think it, the premise has really is it's actually quite good. I think it could go places. I just think certain things would need to be adapted now.
0: Yeah, it's it's strange that um, there was a lot of backlash to when they did do the initial the, the other series that was without the original actor. Yeah. In the part, because weirdly, every other person came back in some other role.
1: Alright, Okay. Um. I
0: mean, she wasn't playing the same character, but the other, like the rest of of Harmony's family, is around at certain points. Right. Okay. But uh, it didn't really have a good reaction, mainly because of the lack of that actor. But I mean, from what I could see in the research, they seem to be doing okay for themselves. Really. Yeah. I remember. Right. I think they're psychiatrists. Who? Uh, the main actor.
1: Plays Harmony. Yeah. Cool, good for them.
0: Next time is my choice. And whilst we've had a very... Drum
1: roll, please.
0: We've had a very British flavour of a lot of the programmes. Even Count Ducula, with its somewhat American production, was still very steeped in Britannia. But this time, we're going all out on America with a tiny, tiny piece of Japan. Okay. We're going to watch the Super Mario Brothers Super Show.
1: Right, as in like Super Mario The Game?
0: Yeah, Super Mario The Game had an animated series.
1: Right, okay, that's pretty weird.
0: Yeah. um, Was this popular? Somewhat, especially in America. Um, In America, it was a Saturday morning cartoon show that had this and a Legend of Zelda animated series. Uh Uh-huh. And they were interspliced with these uh, segments done in live action. Uh, and I can, I'll talk about the live action stuff because I'm putting out here now. I didn't experience the live action stuff before the age of 13. I didn't know about it because I only ever had a VHS of the cartoons and any other reruns in the UK are only the cartoons. So sorry everyone, but you're not going to witness me reacting other than the credits to Captain Lou Albano as Super Mario.
1: Okay. None of that made any sense to me, so I'm looking forward to being enlightened.
0: Yeah, so until next time, we've been the Roast Podcast, and we still don't have a side-off. Goodbye.
1: Bye. 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 I guess, bye?
0: Bye.
1: Bye? Are you bye? (laughs) 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 I'm bye. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.